Hello, is that Mr. Jones? Hello, can you hear me all right, sir? You can. Good. Can you see me okay? Is it connected? Yeah? Oh, I'm a bit grainy, am I? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Shall we just continue anyway? I think that might be best, just so we can make sure we can deal with everything that you wanted. Um, but yeah, so, so, how, so how can I help Mr. Jones? Um, okay. Okay, so, so you were saying that it's been feeling a bit uncomfortable down below and you've got a bit of an itch and it's a bit sore. Okay, I think we can deal with that for you. That's not a problem. Um, so how long has it been going on for? Really that long? Wow, that's, that's quite a while. Oh, have you tried anything yourself? Have you been to the pharmacy or anything? Um, no, you haven't. Oh, well, that maybe would have been a good idea, don't you think? Anyway, we, we can deal with that, sir. Um, hmm. uh, and no other health issues. Yeah, correct. Um, uh, you do have health issues. Oh, really? That's not what I can see on my... Oh, so, sorry, wrong, Mr. Jones. Can I just check your date of birth, sir? Yeah, okay, got, sorry, I've got the right notes now, yeah. Um, and, and okay, so yeah, I can see that's an issue that we need to deal with. We'll come back to that, shall we? Um, so yeah, you were telling me that it's obviously been a bit sore and a bit itchy and stuff. Um, I think we're probably going to need to have a little look at it. Is that all right? It is. Yeah, that'd be great. So um, yeah, if we can. Oh, oh, sorry, just bear me one second, sir. I just need to get that. Um, hello. Hi. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, actually I would like one if that's okay, um, so um, and milk, uh, no sugar, um, leave the tea bag in. Yes, I know, I'm like it strong, what can I say, I like a strong cup of tea. Um, but yeah, thank you, that's really appreciated, thank you, thank you, bye. Sorry about that, sir. Um, uh, so yeah, I think we were going to have a quick look at your foot, wasn't it? Oh, it, it wasn't your foot. Um, Oh yeah, sorry about that, sir. So um, yeah, it, can we have a quick look? Is that okay? Oh, maybe not in public, sir. Yeah, you don't want to be flashing things around. People might say something. Um, so probably better we, we arrange to see you here at the practice. Is that all right? Yeah. Um, so if I can get you to come down later on this afternoon, yeah, that sounds okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get our team to come and let you know how to do that and stuff, and we'll sort out the um, other stuff then. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, the bag. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's just my shopping. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, oh, probably shouldn't have left it there. Okay, anyway, we'll deal with that later, sir. Anyway, as I said, we'll get you seen later on this afternoon, okay? We'll catch you then, sir. Ta-ra! Bye! See ya! So that's how you don't do a video consultation. Shall we look at how you do do one? Yeah. Hey, GP learners. If this is the first time I'm meeting, I'm Dr. Gandalf for BGP Learning, where I look at supporting you with technology-enhanced primary care and learning. And in this episode, I'm talking about poor website manner, effectively how not to do a video consultation. And you just kind of saw that in the video that you just had. This is a much better version of a video consultation. And I'm going to go through the various different points that you could see in the previous video that probably weren't so good and how you can make your video consultation best both for you and for your patients to make sure they have a good experience. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. If you do find this useful, feel free to contact me on whichever social media platform you prefer. Definitely subscribe, ring the bell, hit the like button, and leave a comment. I guarantee you a reply. And this is what a video consultation probably should look like. So a lot cleaner image for a start, better lighting, 
could, to be honest, be still slightly better, but I'm limited by the physicalities of my room. If it was really bad, sticking a light in front of me to shine onwards would be ideal. Best tip is have the window right in front of you so you get natural light straight onto your face. As you can see, as I've been talking, I've been looking directly at the camera. So effectively, it's like I'm looking at you. And that gives an element of empathy, which is much more appreciated by patients. And it allows the consultation to flow much better. It is a skill sometimes to being able to do that. So if you find that really tricky to do, at the very least, when you're talking to the patient, look at the camera. Because actually, do you need to see them as much? Maybe, maybe not. Working on your peripheral vision, though, really good skill to have. If you do need to look at the notes, tell the patient you're doing that. So as you saw in the previous footage, I was basically looking at the screen the entire time. And the problem with that, there's no rapport building. It kind of looks like I'm not even talking to you. Which, to be fair, I wasn't really, was I? Other things, so dress appropriately, smart, as if you're being professional. Don't wear casual clothing, that kind of stuff. In a clinical consultation, it's not really the best way to do things, is it? Um, you don't have to wear ties, I guess, from an infection control perspective. But as you can see, mine's tucked in. Other things, check your background. I had a shopping bag in the previous one. Patient picked up on that. Again, not the most professional thing to do. Nice, clean background. Try in for white walls or pastel colour walls, that kind of stuff behind you if possible. If not, at the very least, just a quick scan of the background. Make sure there's nothing embarrassing there unmentionables urine pots for example definitely not ideal interruptions can be a real challenge when you're seeing patients even when they're in the room with you but trying to mitigate them is a really important aspect of consulting making sure your phone is switched off or at the very least on silent slash vibrate so it doesn't disturb your consultation really important and if you do need to take a call explain why you're doing so to the patient and if it's clearly not urgent don't at least hang up if that's the case or whatever or my better tip direct your reception team to contact you through the system so it doesn't interrupt the flow of the consultation as much because the patient can't really see that but you can so if it is something that's urgent you know that you need to stop or pause the consultation and then deal with the issue from there eating and drinking throughout a video consultation really not professional definitely don't do it I can appreciate sometimes you need fluid to keep the vocal cords lubricated and everything. Do that in between your consultations. It's just not nice, is it? And did you pick up on the way that I introduced myself to the patient? I actually jumped in and said, hello, Mr. Jones, how are we doing? And that really unpleasant, ugh, figuring out, is it working? Is it not working? Ugh, uh, it doesn't matter. Actually, it does. If you don't have a good connection, then it's a poor experience for the patient. And how accurately can you honestly say you've got an assessment of the patient as well? So if it's not working, maybe drop down to either phone call because it will prioritize the data, make that better. Or if needs be, arrange to see the patient as well. And also making sure the patient does have a good experience is really important because they're more likely to engage with this method moving forward as well. Try not to touch your face too much. It's a bit challenging, and if you're not used to doing it, it's a bit harder to understand. But don't forget the camera magnifies every physical movement you make. So if I have to keep touching my face throughout the consultation, I'm pretty sure you're going to recognise. If you do find it hard, surgeon stance, as I like to call it anyway. So when you're scrubbed up, hands in front of you, many of you will probably be aware of this with having done COVID clinics and that kind of stuff nowadays, or at the very least if you've got surgical training. But it's a good way of talking to people, and you can use your hands 
throughout the consultation itself to give emphasis to what you're trying to say, but also keeps them in front of you, off your face, off your hair, off your glasses, whatever. Works really well. Try and reduce as much as you can when it comes to background noise. There are some things you can change, some things you can't change. So, for example, if you've got a fan or a heater going in the room, switch it off. Patient doesn't really care whether you're comfortable or not, but the audio does matter. And if you can't hear the patient effectively or they can't hear you effectively, that's where risk and error can become part of things. There are potentially some things that are beyond your control. Traffic, for example, a bit hard to deal with, can't really control that, but at least close the window. Aircon going. The building may have automatic air conditioning, and as a result of that, you can't really switch it off. We're trying to mitigate that again by having the camera and the microphone as far away from it as possible and trying to make sure that if it is too loud, you're looking at using different mechanisms like a more specific microphone or a headset. And I definitely recommend using a headset for video consultations and stuff because it gives you much better audio by speaking into the microphone and it allows you to hear a lot more effectively as well with the patient so you're not having to rely on speakers that can give you a bit more feedback and stuff. So an example of a good headset, I use this one by MPOW. It's a simple Bluetooth headset that I can place on. It covers one part of my ear so I can hear the patient. Microphone directly for me. And I've still got this ear available if in case I get any interruptions or anything coming through the door. I can choose to accept or not depending on the urgency and stuff. Lastly, did you see my follow-up? Really bad, wasn't it? Oh, definitely don't want to do that again. But effectively, it's important to make sure that you explain to the patient what's going to happen when you finish the consultation. How are they going to get their prescriptions? How are they going to have their follow-up? What time do they need to attend? Are you going to send a text message with all the information in it that enables a patient to have a good experience? That is important. Imagine you book a patient and they arrive an hour later. Who's going to experience the stress from that? Definitely the patient and yourself. So having good concepts and follow-up protocols really important. I do hope you find this useful. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, and leave a comment, particularly if you've got any questions on what we're talking about. And as always, EGP Learning is here to help save you and your patient's time by tech enhancing your primary care and learning. Catch you in the next episode.